0: Welcome to another episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, it's going to be Iowa head coach Lisa Bluter. Coach Bluter's in her 19th season at the helm of the Hawkeyes, and this might be her best one yet. Obviously, everyone knows about Megan Gustafson, but this is just a team that has something about them that's just a little different. And uh, I think they're primed to make a good run. They're uh, five and two in the Big Ten, which is uh, an absolutely insane conference this year. If you've paid any attention, 14 and four overall. Uh, but I'm looking forward to talking to Lisa about her career. Um, kind of worked up through some small schools. She's sitting at 734 wins, which is remarkable, and it's and been in Iowa, like I said, for 19 years. So, I'm looking forward to talking to her a little bit about uh, just her time at the program and. and She's someone that flies under the radar, and they're programmed to someone, uh, a program that flies under the radar. So, we're going to chat with her about that, chat with her some uh, about some other things as well. But uh, we're going to get her on the phone right now, and we'll be right back. This is the jump around. And welcome back to the jump around. And joining me, it is Iowa head coach Lisa Bluter. Coach, thank you so much joining me on a game day and uh, a pretty big one. Your, your Hawkeyes are five and two in conference, but you're playing the number one team in in Rucker. So uh, we'll talk about your team, but really, thanks so much for the time today. No, oh, my pleasure. You
1: know, I always feel like our game days actually. Um... You know, they're a
0: little bit more uh, relaxed than regular days. You know, the hay is in the barn, so to speak. Yeah, good way. The hay is in the barn. Now, if that's not a Midwestern term, I don't know if I've ever (laughs) heard one right there. Uh, And I want to talk about a little bit just about you before we get into your team. You're you're kind of a Midwest gal, through and through. um, Worked your way up, um, St. Ambrose, at Drake, and now at Iowa, obviously. When you just start coaching for the first time back – Back in your first coaching job, what would you have told me if I asked you then, "Hey, Lisa, what's your what's your career going to look like? Where where are you going to end up? What would you have told me then?"
1: I would have told you that I was going to be coaching for one year uh, because that's really <laughs> all I. You know, I put, they offered me the job at St. Ambrose, and uh, they told me how much it was going to pay, and I went home to my then fiance and said, "Well, Dave, this got good news and bad news." Um, you know, the good news is I've been offered the job. The bad news is it you know, pays $2,400 for the year. Oof. And um, without blinking, he told me I had to pursue. Without blinking, he encouraged me to, you know, go for this because this is something I really wanted to do. But we honestly sat there, well, let's just do it for one year and see how it goes. That's how it started.
0: That's crazy. And it, it went it went okay. I think that's fair to say. Uh you, you go on to win uh, 169 games at St. Ambrose and then turn that into the Drake job. And uh, at Drake, you, you take over a program and it took you your first three three years. You, you take time to rebuild and then you turn that into a pretty much a perennial NCAA tournament team and they still are that to this day. Uh, what is it about Drake that just seems to, seems to breed so much success? You know, I
1: think Drake um, is a terrific school in that, it's a private school in Iowa. And Iowa, you know, we have good basketball here in the Midwest, you know, whether it's Iowa, uh, you know, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, We're just good basketball in the Midwest. And, you know, a school like Drake can really draw from all around there. And uh, so I think we did a good job of recruiting there. I think we did a good job of building the fan base. Uh, but we did it with a lot of just good, hardworking Iowa women.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, And then you get Iowa and here you are. And what do you do in the first year? You win 21 games and go to the NCAA tournament in the second round. It's just incredible because you really don't see this so often where, uh, except for one year, you have been to the postseason every single year uh, while you've been at Iowa. It's remarkable how and why were you able to find so much success from the start?
1: you know, it's it's funny to hear you say that, Blake, because I don't think it's remarkable. I think it's something we want to do every year and something that we should be striving for, and that's the goal. Um, And so I I just feel like, you know, we've been able to have great staff. Um, You know, I've I've had Jenny Fitzgerald and Jan Jensen are my two associate head coaches with me for 25 years, and that's unheard of in this business. But that loyalty and that, you know, uh, we don't have to spend time hiring and firing people and training people. It's just that continuity and you know our team sees that loyalty too they they recognize that so I think that's been a really good thing and you know Iowa has traditionally you know just been a, a school that really draws well and you know I can credit my you know opposition tonight Vivian Stringer for really getting the University of Iowa on the map because mm. uh, she held this job for 12 years and yeah. uh, so I'm very thankful for that for her you know starting us all you know getting this sure. thing going in the right direction.
0: Yeah well fair enough well You've got a uh you've got a team this year that's pretty darn good and and I, and I know plenty of people have talked about it. But I'm curious though without specifics of this team. You've you've accomplished so much in your career. You've won um you've won 734 games. You've you've been to the sweet 16. You've you've just you've accomplished so much and you've been able to do it at one place, which is pretty cool to be able to just set your family down there and just build some roots. Is there anything in your career uh, that that you have a goal that you haven't accomplished or are you just kind of one of those people that just enjoys the process and and doesn't worry about that kind of stuff.
1: You know, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about it, but certainly, I mean, we want to go to an elite eight. We've been to a sweet 16, but we want to go to an elite eight. So that's something, um, that's important to us that we'd like to do. Um, but at the end of the day, um, winning certainly drives me. I'm competitive. I want to win at everything that I try to take on. Um, but, you know, to me, mentoring to young women is such a, a, a cool thing. Like To be able to have an impact on young women's lives and make a difference in their lives um, is something that almost gives me as much joy as those numbers that you just threw out. Mm. Um, you know, because I've enjoyed the journey. I mean, I have, I have been so fortunate. Like you said, I've been put down the roots in Iowa. I've never coached outside of Iowa. I've never played outside of the state. Um, you know, I've brought my three children up in this community that is just fabulous. And uh, so I, I consider myself so fortunate, but just really it's the journey has been so good. It's been so good to me. The game of basketball has been so good. Uh, and the women that I've been able to interact with and hopefully to have some impact on their life is really, um, when, I, when I'm all done with all this, you know, the number of wins is just a number, mm-hmm. but it's the relationships that you've built, built throughout the time that's what's going to be special. And that's what I'll
0: remember. You, you talk about the places basketball takes you. I, I wonder is, have you ever had a moment or, or maybe one or two that you've really taken a second to go, Holy cow, I cannot believe I am here doing this or <laughs> playing here. You know, is there any, have you ever had a moment like that? Oh yeah. Um, I definitely have,
1: but you know, a couple of those have really went around USA basketball. Um, mm. You know, I I was able to coach the uh, World University Games, and uh, we were in Beijing, China, and won the gold medal there. And there was 18,000 Chinese, and they are cheering against us. We were playing against China, and, um, you know, people were smoking in the stands. (laughs) It's just a crazy environment. It was on national TV. But, yeah, I mean, that was kind of one of those wow moments. And then, again, with the Pan American team. Three years ago, and I got the fortune of you know coaching Kelsey Plum and Brianna Stewart and Ryan Jefferson, and you know we we didn't win the gold medal, we got the silver medal in the Pan Am Games. But you know, being introduced as the head coach of the United States of America is is really um, a a big thrill, and um, certainly you know Iowa has you know with our foreign trips, we've been to some amazing places to play basketball, and so it's uh, it's been a great ride, that's for sure.
0: You mentioned your competitive nature. Is that Does that carry over into other things in your life besides basketball? Oh, yes. Last night we
1: were playing a game with my kids, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to win. I lost, and it made me mad. I oh, wanted
0: to no. win. So, yeah, it goes into almost everything. I play a mean <laughs> game of ping pong. Oh, is that? Okay, noted. That's I'm gonna, a challenge. Okay, a challenge. that is a challenge accepted. We'll, we'll find a date and make that work. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, I, I know you want to talk about your team, so let's talk about your team. Um you have an okay post player. Um she's yeah. yeah, she's all right. She's doing okay. Um it's it's almost at, at this point it's it's no longer a secret, right? Like we, everyone knows how good Megan is and I know a lot of people have heard the story about, you know, she's from a tiny tiny town and a tiny tiny high school. Uh, and the work she puts in but I, I cracked up when i when i read the story that you shared about her internship uh, with the, the local bank uh, about wanting yeah. to wanting to be pushed more and um what is it about her and i know everyone talks about their best player oh they they work hard they all this stuff but she just really does seem to embody everything that you would want in a player um, is that pretty accurate to say she absolutely
1: does i've I've coached a lot of great players, but she is a complete package. I've had low-maintenance kids. She is a no-maintenance kid. I mean, there's no work that goes into her other than trying to find new ways to push her, new ways to challenge her. Um, she wants that challenge. I mean, you know, the story you're talking about, you know, what, what kid, you know, she's doing a, a, an internship at a local bank here in Iowa City, and when the president sits down with her at the end of the internship, and he asked her, you know, is there anything you would have done differently this summer or had differently happened? And she said, yeah, I wish I would have been pushed more. <laughs> Who says that to the president of a bank? I mean, that's the type of kid she is, though. She's brutally honest. She's an incredible teammate. She has, She's an All-American with absolutely no ego. Um, she has confidence, but she doesn't have ego. And there's, there's a fine line there, there mm-hmm. right, that you have to walk. Um, you, you know, her stats... Some, like, when I look at them, they floor me. You know, number one in the nation in field goal percentage. Number one in the nation in, um, in, in scoring. Number one in the nation in rebounding. Number one in the nation in defensive <laughs> rebounding. Fifth in the nation in block shots. And we're not talking Big Ten. We're talking the United States. Yeah. And, what, and and then she did it last year. Who yeah. can back that up? Who can do that year to year and have that consistency? You know, she, she led the United States last year in field goal percentage in points in the I sat down with her meeting afterwards, and I just said, you know, Megan, those numbers are going to be hard to duplicate. I don't want you to get caught up in that. I just want you to, you know, keep trying (laughs) to make Iowa the best team, never dreaming that could possibly happen again, and here it is happening again. Mm. And she she honestly is a dream
0: come true. It's so, I mean, she, what what strikes me is, and I've said this before, but it's just her patience is absurd. Like, when she dribbles the basketball it truly has a purpose you know she does not put it down to figure out where she's going she's putting it down to set up her move or you know find the player drifting to the corner I mean everything she does is efficient and is that something that she just came in with right away or she developed that kind of stuff because I honestly she is the most patient player I can recall seeing play in the you know recent
1: past right you know she came in with her work ethic she came in with a positive attitude. Um, she came in, you know, used to triple teens because she got in high school, but now those kids were five eight. now they're six three and 4. Um, so she came in with a lot of the, of the things that you have to have. But she was a little uncoordinated her freshman year. Like, she was always on the ground, and we were like, no, Megan, you've got to stay on your feet. And uh, So she has grown dramatically. She never lifted weights till she got here. You know, she didn't have any of those opportunities, and now – you know, you know, school like Iowa, you've got, you know, your own strength coach, you've got a nutritionist, you got all these things that are here to help her become the best her. And she's just taken advantage of all that. She's yeah. uh, really embraced everything. And, um, you know, you know, one of our cardinal sins is put the ball down in the post. We just don't believe in that. And she, but you know, you tell kids that and they still do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's a coach, you know, like I told them a hundred times, well, you got done hundred and one times, but you know, it's just like, with her, you tell her something, and she said, looks at you, and she says, "Okay," and she doesn't do it again. It's like that's what's amazing—is um, how coachable she is, how willing she is to learn, and she absolutely listens to what you say, and she just follows, follows through with it.
0: Yeah, well, certainly uh, would be shocked not to see her named Big Ten Player of the Year again. And the rest of your team, though, uh, again, this might be the best team. I personally think it's the best team you've had since you've been there at Iowa. I know there's plenty of discussion about that and, and it's not just one player in Megan. You've got Hannah Stewart, you got Kathleen Doyle, but Tania Davis who five, three. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you that coach. I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll wink, wink. She's five, three, but that is a kid who has just overcome adversity and is, yeah. is a, is a player who can go off at any time, you know, 40% three point shooter. That kid uh, is remarkable to me. Um, what can you share about her and just kind of uh, what she does for you guys?
1: Well, she's a future coach. I mean, she's a coach in the making. She knows the game. She studies the game. She watches it. Um, and what she's been through and really missing the last two Big Ten seasons because of ACL tears, it's a shame because this is a kid, any kid that gets hurt, you feel bad for them, but this is a kid that just eats, sleep, live basketball, and wants to make this her career. And, um, and and she's such a smart IQ player. She's such a heady player. She has great composure on the floor. Um, you know, I just, to me, to see her out there, it gives me so much joy because I know what she's been through in order to have the opportunity to be there now. So I'm so thankful that she's having this season. And as a, as a team, we're yeah, that much better with her on the floor, for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, you guys have won three in a row, five of the last six. You play Rutgers tonight. Uh, who has surprised uh, some people by jumping out to to a seven and zero record in the in the Big Ten? But uh, I, I guess I would I would caution anyone to sleep on a Hall of Fame coach. But uh, yeah. with, with you guys playing them, they're a team that they've shown they're capable of scoring. I mean, they beat Maryland in the eighties, but they're a team that really likes to kind of drag things and slow things down and, and make you gut out uh, possessions. For you guys, uh, obviously being at home certainly helps, but. Um, without giving me your game plan, which I know you won't, but what what is the, what needs to happen tonight for you guys to hand them their first Big Ten loss?
1: Yeah, I think that um, playing in Carver definitely is an advantage, um, and I think it helps you play at your own tempo when you're on your home court, when you're in your familiar surroundings, and mm. like you said, they kind of want to slow the game down and, and drag it out and grind it out, and Um, you know, low-scoring game, and that's just, I mean, we're two, just polar opposite styles of play, like, you know, we're up-tempo and and up and down the floor, and, you know, shoot, we we like to get a lot of shots up, and, you know, we we like that style, I like coaching that style, and and Vivian, who is one of my mentors, I, I, you know, she believes in the defense, and she believes it, and so, there's so many different ways to skin a cat, right, and Mm -hmm. uh, we just have different ways, Um, and so I think that you know, tonight we're going to have to be able to handle their defensive pressure uh, without turning the ball over and giving them easy shots while at the same time, be able to run our offensive tempo, you know, being able to still get out and run.
0: Have you always been uh, that kind of coach as far as, um, you know, wanting to get up and go up and down, or is that something that you've developed over time?
1: Um, it's something that I've always wanted to wanted to do and wanted to be because you know i grew up in iowa we played six on six basketball and uh you know you score a lot of points in six on six basketball and it's fun um and uh, you know my associate head coach jan jensen had 105 points in one game she scored i mean this is uh you know this is something that's in our blood here in iowa
0: that's so funny. That is true. Uh, yeah, that's those are the days That is yeah, six months. Yeah. If, if you're not aware of those go go Google it young youngsters uh, and learn about that <laughs> a little bit. Um, I am curious about you when you sometimes when you have a coach who's been at, at one place for a, a long duration of time, it, it's very easy to get comfortable and get complacent. And um, you're someone that it, it appears at least from where I'm sitting, it hasn't been the case. I'm, I'm curious in what ways that you have grown, um, developed, changed. Uh, you can kind of take that however you want um, s- since you started at Iowa to now.
1: You know, every year at the end of the year, we sit down, we evaluate our season, and we evaluate where we could get better and, and how we want to approach getting better. And then we use the summer, okay, we identified this area, to get better at and how is that going to happen? And it might be meeting with other coaches or really researching, you know, by other means and synergy or something to find out what we need to change to do things better. But, you know, I'm never afraid to reach out to other coaches and pick their brains and, and talk to them. And I think that's what makes them, uh, you know, basketball, that's what's going to make our game stronger is if we all, you know, want to help each other. I know there's a fine line there because you mm-hmm. compete against people, but if you find people out of your region to really talk to and, you know, and to work on different things, I think they can give you a little bit of safety net there in sharing, uh, because I think people, you know, get a little scared about oversharing <laughs> information, but sure. we can't do that, you know? Um, and so I think that has been good for us. Um, but yeah, I'm not a person that's complacent at all. I, I, I know we can be better. I dream of, you know, every day we can get better. Um, so I'm not, resting on our laurels by any means. And I think also that I I explained this to a newspaper reporter this morning. Every year in our profession, it's 25% in and 25% out. And, you know, the the out is really sad because you get that senior class just the way you want them, and then they leave. But (laughs) this 25% in every year is really exciting Because every year is like a blank canvas. Every year is a new challenge. Every year there's a new dynamic. There's new strengths, new weaknesses. And that really 25% in and 25% out, I think, keeps it fresh because you're dealing with new people. You're dealing with new problems, new issues, new highs, new lows. Um, And so I think that, you know, that really keeps it just fun and exciting and um, again, I get a lot of energy from my staff and the people that I surround myself with. Um, you know, when you when you really care about the people you surround yourself with, and that could be, you know, well, Dave, my husband at home, or my staff here at the office. It, boy, it makes all the difference in the world.
0: Mm. Well, you've you've had a lot of highs. I'm curious how are you How are you after wins? Are you are you someone that will still go home and watch the film that night? Or are you someone that likes to wait till the morning? How how is Coach after a win?
1: No, I'm, I like to kind of move on, um, hmm. watch it, get it done, put in the books and then start working on the next one. So, you know, the, the celebration of a win, it doesn't last that long. And I think that's kind of a shame in our business because we do, you know, you have to move on so quickly. You got to put on the blinders again and, and get focused and move on to the next one in such a fast, 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 mash, uh, manner that you just, yeah. you know, you don't get to enjoy those wins very long. No. Um, I, you know, I'm, so you, I don't like that you move on. I wish you had more time to celebrate it. Uh, but, boy, losses can kick you in the rear end. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's when it's, it really is tough.
0: Yeah. I, it's, I was talking to Sue Gravara of Central Michigan uh, a couple weeks ago on here and uh, talking about their their Sweet 16 run last year. And, and she said the similar thing where – I asked her if she got time to enjoy it. And she said, you know, honestly, no, we, you know, we lost the organ and I'm sitting there kicking myself thinking, what could we have done better in the scattering report? And I said, Sue, you're in the sweet 16. What is wrong with you? And she's like, I know, I know you're right. I know. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, it's but true. it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I need, I, I just... oh, good.
1: No, I just, I was going to agree with you. I think it is, it is just that what you do, you always want to expect more. I think that happens.
0: I need you to confirm or deny a rumor for me. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, it's 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 OK. Um, I there is some perhaps information out there that uh, indicates that after a big win uh, immediately in the locker room with the team that um, that you will will dance a little bit. Is this true or is this false?
1: It is true at times, but it is not a common occurrence. I said big. I um, said
0: big wins. Big wins. Uh,
1: I am not a dancer. I am not a person that would be caught doing that ever. And so I think that's what makes it so funny is because I'm so bad. My team likes to see it. Um, but, you know, Chase Coley, who graduated with our team last year, was the person that would really drive that bus. I mean, she was one that really tried to get you out of your comfort zone and, uh, and get people to do funny things. But um, it's not a common occurrence, Blake, and and we should all be thankful for that. Oh,
0: I don't know, Coach. I don't know. I I would like to see, uh, do you have a go-to move? I think that's the most important question. Absolutely
1: not. No? Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) All right, um, that's all right. Well, we're gonna have you on some other day, and I'm gonna get that out of you. Maybe after once you once you decide <laughs> to hang them up, once you hang up the whistle for good, maybe I'll, I'll get the truth out of you. But uh, uh, I'll get you out of here on this one, so you can you can go and, and get ready for this game. But um, for you, and when you, I've asked this of a few coaches, so I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by people who have been in the in the business for a bit. Whenever you do decide to hang it up, whenever you're you're done coaching and you decide to step away. Um, when you look back on it, well, let me say it, let me say it this way: What if today was the last game you coached, and then mm. for whatever reason tomorrow you were just like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not going to coach anymore." Which obviously won't happen. Are Are you good? Are you good with what you've done? Are you Are you happy? Are you satisfied with what your career looks like? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. First of all, I would be very sad. I think if that would happen right right now in my life, but you know, I'm just not done coaching. I've got So many good, I believe, so much more in me, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how long I can do this. So um, that's not in the works by any means. But you know something? I would be able to say I'm good. I would be able to say, you know, I mean, do I want to win a national championship? Yes. Do I want to go to a Final Four? Yes. That's absolutely. But when it's said and done, again, it kind of goes back to that numbers thing. It's, you know, it's really about the women. It's about the relationships. It's about the memories that you have and that did you do your best and I think if you feel like you did your best, then you should be able to sleep soundly at night. And um I, I feel like we have done our best here at Iowa. Um but I think the best is yet to come and yeah. I'm excited to see what the future holds.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, no one get that twisted. That is I, I coach has got a long time left, much to the chagrin of the rest of the Big Ten. I'm sure they would be fine with you leaving tomorrow because you've uh <laughs> You've done a heck of a job. You built a heck of a program. Again, Iowa 14-4 overall, 5-2 and two in conference, and we'll take on undefeated in conference Rutgers tonight. Coach, again, thank you for the time. I really do appreciate it, and uh, it's been a real joy to watch your team play, and um, we'll be rooting for you guys to make a deep run in the tournament this year. Thanks, Blake.
1: I appreciate it,
0: and go Hawks. Go Hawks indeed. I cannot wait to see them play against Rutgers, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what wins. Uh, an indestructible force or an immovable object. But uh, Lisa has done a great job, and I, I really am appreciative of her time on game day. Thank you for listening to The Jump Around. Always, whether you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, if you're listening on iTunes, if you leave a rating or review, preferably good ones, that is appreciated. I'm on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis. Subscribe, pass along The Jump Around, share it. Uh, so many great stories and great people in this game. Happy to be a part of uh, delivering those stories to you guys. So until next time, this is a jump around.